uh, Mexico? No. Should I? No, but you I'll, should. I'll I mean, to get out. Given the opportunity, you should check it. I mean, I don't think you should go and like take the effort to check off a box to get a video, a DVD of yeah. medicine. And I'll watch but, it while I'm doing my work. But if you turn on your streaming service and you go to search and you type bad medicine and it's playing on Tubi and you have Tubi, watch Tubi. I don't know if I have Tubi. I have free stuff on Roku. I have a Hulu subscription from my kids' right. college. I have Netflix because I pay for that. I have Amazon because I'm a preamber. And everything's like, oh, just pay us $2.99. Like they think of, then you Google free movies on Okay, I'll stop complaining. Those are the ones I have. Amazon, Roku. These other ones I'm mentioning, they're just as accessible as Roku. If you look for Tubi, T-U-B-I, it has okay. like a plethora of like great bad movies. But is it uh, a, where can I find Tubi? So I don't know, like we have the Amazon uh, Fire Stick. And, oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, but it keeps telling me jokes. I'm like, enough with the Fire Stick. All right, I get it. I, get I just want to watch TV. But I've heard this fire shtick enough times. But I just typed in Tubi in the search engine and it was it found the app. And then you download the app and you, you're good to go. But you have to pay. No, you don't. You just watch commercials every once in a while. Okay, I'll do it. Let me write app by it. And it has the best collection of, of movies, you know, uh, that this, this show would appreciate. But uh, it's a great collection. Shout Factory had a DVD collection of like mystery science movies and weird movies and right uh, and they have a they have a good chunk of their catalog as as uh, uh, Shout Factory streaming TV mm -hmm. channel and it's all on who who uh, Tubi. Then there's another one. Oh, what else do I watch? You know, your library has streaming services. If you sign up for your library, you could probably get Hoopla Digital. And Canopy with a K, and they're both pretty good. Yeah, I go uh, to the local library, and well, you know, you you would use up? your you would, yeah, you use your library card to sign up online. Interesting. I do have a library card. I wonder if it still does it ever expire? Who knows? No, and you know what? As you may or may not know, I, I moved around this great state of California because I'm still living in the state. Uh, I can use it. My uh, previous library card is still valid. Let's go. You're in LA. You can use it. It's yeah. And I could get an LA. I didn't. You know, I wish I knew that in advance that I could get like a, a LA uh, public library card when I was living in San Francisco because I'm always down in LA. Yeah. I'm, you down. know, they, um, I went in and got my card, but I didn't have mail yet that had my address on it. Mm -hmm. TMI, I'm sure. And I checked out like 18 books and I was like, scan the first book. And it's like, do back September, scan the second book. You have reached the limit. Scan the oh. third book. You have reached the limit. Scan the fourth book. And then at the end of the 14 books, I go and I say, excuse me, I was able to check out this book, but this book said that I need, that I had a, a quota. This book said I had a quota. This book said I had a quota. This, and then when I, they're like, yeah, well, you hit a quota. You can only check out one book at a time until we get your real address. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you about this stupid movie. Oh, no, we're done. So, so, no, I have to tell you. So High Plains Drifter guy found out that the Dean's kicking him out. So he's going to that guy they're going to cryogenically freeze 
and tell him, listen, I want you to talk to the dean and have him not kicked out. But this guy thinks that Ralph is a nurse and he thinks Ralphie's a cute name for a girl and he falls in love with Ralph. So it's, it's a problem. Well, yeah, nobody's perfect. Look at that. Lead to his death, but this, for some reason in this movie, he doesn't die. Now, I've seen this film several times. It's not explained how he dies, and then later he's not dead. It doesn't make any sense. He just collapses. That makes sense. Look at the wire. Out of the, yeah, that's so we're hearing his heartbeat, and it increases, you know. Yeah. Now it popped off, and yeah, so they're going to. I guess they're going to think he's dead. What a lich. What, did he grab, grab his junk? Oh, I no, he's, don't he's know he's dying. happened just oh, he's now. Dead. He, he went he hugging up on him, and there was junk touching of the bodies, but I don't know. Hey, can we show a little respect for the dead guy in this movie? <laughs> he's not dead. Uh -oh. so they hear the heartbeat stop, so they run in there. Ralph's on the getaway. And they don't know who notices Ralph. They're, well, it's High Plains Drifter guy. Listen, he was in Pink Cadillac, Any Which Way You Can. He was in Every Which Way But Loose, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, High Plains Drifter. This guy is Clint Eastwood. Every, every Clint Eastwood movie from the 70s on. He was on Starsky and Hutch and Walker, Texas Ranger and Law and Order Criminal Contending. He was in Salem's Lot. He was in the A-Team. You know, blah, blah, blah. Murder, she wrote, The X-Files, Highway to Heaven, Starsky and Hutch, Walker, Texas Ranger. I said that. Bonanza, Gunsmoke, Mission Impossible, Barney Jones, Mark and Minnie, Lou Grant. You gone forever with this guy. You don't appreciate that uh, A-Team. Well, it had Mr. T on it, and that was stupid, even when I was a kid. It wasn't cool. It was, I pity the poor fool. He was. You never, as a kid, said, wait a minute, is that the guy from Breakfast at Tiffany's? Man, is that guy falling. I can't wait to watch this movie. Is that you got from Aubrey Hepburn to Three Dudes and a Man. Is it the guy from Rocky 3? Wait, Rocky 2 was with Mr. T? No, 3. Yeah, okay, okay. Rocky 2, we went up against Apollo again. Which one had uh, Russia guy? Russia guy was four. Okay, and then Tommy Gunn was five, I guess. Yeah, I never saw five, but I saw six, unfortunately. Rocky Balboa, which was a ripoff. Rocky five, right? Which was Tommy Gunn. He it had like one of those. Uh, who's that boxing promoter with the crazy hair and saying, "I love America, everything America." Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had that. Yeah, King, Don King. So they have that character in it, right? And it's like, he loves that Rocky and Tommy are going to fight because they you know, are contentious together. He's against each other. He'll make a lot of money. But what they start to do is they start to fight on the street. And so Don is like, no, 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 in the ring, in the ring. And Tommy's like ready to scrap, you know? So that's, it's, it's funny. Don King is like, seeing all this money go away yeah they're gonna fight right here out front of the you know it's always sunny in philadelphia you know uh the only the only reference i have to rocky five it's your parody of it for fish burgers the public access <laughs> television show we did in new jersey in the early 90s stick a boo hey little rock little rock i kept knocking everyone out because my brain was cracked 
Oh, you would, still, punch, you, you would punch the kid and he goes, Slow Rock. Yeah. Well, you know, they had the x-ray of me and you can see that little crackety crack on my brain. It's like his brain's fried. Okay, so now they're getting the good news uh, that he can get reinstated and they're going to make a deal if he keeps his known clean. And, you know, Clint Eastwood guy's like, we have to go to the pageant. The pageant is now. And right. that, okay, did you see the guy in the back of the truck? That's the dead guy. Why is he not dead? Why is he alive in the back of this ambulance? And why is he dressed up like Ralph? It doesn't make sense. They must have just ran out of steam. Or maybe there's just a joke of it, the chaos of it. Yeah, but there was should have been a scene in which he goes, oh, you're not. Oh, wait, there was a scene in which he was in the. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we are. we don't learn that he's alive there. I guess I was talking. There's a scene right before that when they were in the morgue and he was like, oh, you're not dead? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, so guess what? The pageant is canceled because Dean is an asshole who does whatever he wants. And he canceled the pageant. See, they're all in their costumes. They're parts of the human body. Uh, he canceled the pageant so that they could do the cryogenic freezing of the man who just died. Okay, you with me? No, not at all. But I like the hypodermic needle guy. Yeah, well, that's Toshi. Now, um, at the beginning of the movie, we learned that this guy is going to cryogenically freeze someone, start a cryogenic unit on his host in the in the university, and that will give them lots and lots of funding. So, Dean's thing is coming to fruition. This guy must have been a golfer. Did you see that crazy golf player hat? Yep, yep. It was upside down, and there was a golf ball on it. At first, I thought it was Groucho Marx, and then I said, oh, yeah, this is Stitches. Oh, right. I'm watching Stitches. Now, one of the great – maybe it's a little too on the nose. One of the great things about this movie is spell – say Stitches backwards. Say it backwards. Stitches. Says tits. Sex Says tits. tits. Stitches. Let me look at this. Again, putting Listen. on my reading glasses. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know, Carl. Let's see. The first four letters are S-T-I-T, -T, which backwards is tits. tits. So stitches is S-E-C-H-C, which sex. sounds like sex. Sex tits. Sex tits. Google that. Uh, okay. Sex tits. Oh, my God. Google killed itself. Wow. Oh, shit. That's, that's my wife. Damn it. I'll be I right back. You, your wife serves sex tits? She's she's an animated GIF on sex tips. This is this sucks. Oh, Sandy. Okay, so now we have the dean going, ha, pompous, pompous. We're gonna bring this guy back to life. And then they have song in the choir singing like he's going to heaven. He'll be right back. And then we have our cryogenic tank. Oh, I love this. this. This movie has a lot of musical numbers. We have the punk rockers. We have this music. Well, I mean, it's a choir singing. Oh, boy. What's with the dry ice? That's yeah, like, as if the machine's not sealed and that stuff's seeping out, right? Right, like, I mean, not since King Kong. Is a, this is the most ridiculous thing I've seen on stage. Remember King Kong, they bring King Kong, and you're like, guys, look at this ape we, we chained to the wall of the theater. Right, like as if he can't get out. 
Right, but as if I'm going to watch that like for six minutes, going, "This is amazing entertainment." Well, it is a. If it was in real life and you saw, you wouldn't. This is the biggest freak show of the world, right? You wouldn't pay thirty five dollars to see King Kong. Nineteen thirty nine. I would pay a nickel to watch a giant ape chained to a wall, and then <laughs> uh, the comedy vaudevillian act of Wooster Steiner, and then uh, <laughs> you know Siegfried, Siegfried girls. Since they canceled the pageant, pageant people got pissed off because they were being inspired by our cool guys and they're invading the cryogenic, uh, the the cryogenic ceremony. And their trump card is they've got the guy who's supposed to be dead. He's alive. That's the big trump card. Huh. Now, who's in there? Uh, uh, Elsa? Uh, look, Frozen? it's just Bones. Oh, no. How He's embarrassing. Got- there he is. You're in trouble, he says. But why is the Dean in trouble? He heard this guy had died. It's all part of the deal. They were going to cryogenically freeze him. Yeah. Why well, are the princes dancing on the stage? Listen, at this point, I'd be like, you call yourself a Dean of a medical school? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Dead guy. He goes, Yay. Yay, our team. Yay. Yay. Dean, I'm taunting you. I'm taunting you like Eddie Murphy taunts the criminal. Right. (laughs) Eddie Albert's like, where's the exit to this movie? Yeah, this is it. We're exiting. Isn't yeah, that- we're done. All right, I'll wait here. Get a team started taking you <laughs> I mean, we've got to have our epilogue, you know, in which he's like, oh. guys, we should, don't you think we ought to fly, go straight and fly right or whatever it's called? And they go, nah. It's and so they freeze frame? That would be perfect, stupid movie. No, they don't freeze frame, but. What about if uh, Eddie Eddie Albert is like, "Whoa, we're going to reassign you to be dean of uh, Arctic Wasteland." What? Right. what? So now he's giving his speech, like, "Okay, it's all wrapped up, and we're the winners." So now we're going to fly right and be cool and get through medical school, right, guys? Fly straight. These are great outfits. And golfers, uh, Doctor Sue, take Wednesday off for golf. What? He's golf a golfer because he's a he's a doctor. I got to get golf. the I got to get the napping. Nah. They broke the, the camera. Now. Yeah. Oh, that's freeze frame! Big... It is a freeze frame. It's it's a dumb freeze frame because it's of a it's of a landscape. Well, it's a cheap one, too, because you have a fountain with moving water. You might as well just keep the camera running. Right. You either freeze frame on them all running out. You catch their smiley faces or something. Or you let it roll. Okay. Don't bother. I really can't. This movie movie took a big shit at the last second by looking right in the camera going, nah. (laughs) Like in Crank 2, High Voltage, uh, Jason Statham, he won't die. And he's completely on fire. And he turns to the camera. And while his body in flame, he, he gives the middle finger with his flaming finger. Wow. And the movie ends. It's like saying, fuck you, audience, for enjoying this right. movie. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, Carl, yeah. do I even, do I need to? Which stick well, is this I, Okay, I learned a lot from watching this film. I learned about the Tubi app. Uh, right. I learned to, I'm going to see uh, Bob Hope's appearance in Spies Like Us. And I got a gated community joke uh, that, uh, you know, That's... I live in a gated community because we all have the vaccine. And now Bill Gates, he's got his microchips. We're all gated. We're all gated. Wow, that's three great things for this movie. Yeah, uh, I actually have some good. I have some good things to say about this movie. Okay, I was able to get rid of my gated community joke. I felt really good about that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, uh, I, I I have to see Pale Rider. It's it's a prerogative, and then you know maybe High Plains Drifter, and maybe I should cut Clint Eastwood a little bit of slack. You know, and, and the outlaw Josie Wales. Outlaw Josie Wales. that. That's a journey. Maybe a return visit to Unforgotten. <laughs> Unforgiven. Unforgivable. Unforgiven. And that's what you are for getting Clint Eastwood. Don't watch that movie first. Don't, don't you dare watch that movie. Don't you appreciate the irony that I don't remember the movie title? <laughs> yes. Unforgotten. The Good, Bad, and the Ugly is where you start. Okay, that's where you start. And then no, I'm very familiar with The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly and yeah. for a few dollars more and Fistful yep, of dynamite. Yep, oh, yep. Fistful, not fistful of dynamite. Fistful of dollars. Exactly right. A fistful of dollars. Then you get to the outlaw Josie Wales. Then you see High Plains. No, High Plains Drifter would come next. TSOL. All right. I'm going to Amazon. I'm getting these things shipped to you, but you got to go in the order I give you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Listen, I can, I can find these movies. I'll, find, I'll go to the Los Angeles Public Library. Jesus, you used to see how they treat their video cassettes. They're like, uh, they're all the DVD cases are locked. They're all like four day rentals. Oh, really? Shut what up. is the next movie? I'm still complaining. Oh, special oh. thanks to Anheuser Busch for their neon sign for the bar scene. <laughs> all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been a really bad movie. Yeah. Uh, Stitches. It has the word tits in it, but. And there's tits in it, so we can't fault it for that. Uh, next week, we are going to continue not watching shitty movies. Well, yeah, whatever. We we had a good time watching uh, Mick Jagger act, so we want to see more uh, rock stars act. And uh, you got you got to go with a Sting movie. So I I looked around, and the one Sting movie starring Sting that's free on YouTube is Brimstone and Treacle. From 1983 or something like that. Trinkle, 1983. Got it. Let's strip the. Let's skip the trailer if it's all right. Okay. All right. Well, that'll be a you can get stung. It's sting in Tombstone Tinkle, 1983. In a world <laughs> of brimstone and treacle, comes a maudlin. Scary. I don't know. All right, well, that's the movie, Jennifer Beale. We all know this film, but we've never really seen it. Or we must have seen it back in 82 and then forgot about it. And forgot about it. I will be remembering it two or three times now. Thanks, Mike. Yep, you got it. Well, that's our, so that's our movie. Uh, we want to thank Mutiny Radio for being super awesome. And you being super awesome if you are listening to Mutiny Radio right now or and at any time. And you can check out more at mutinyradio.fm. 
we like all the shows and yeah maybe this sunday tonight there might be a free uh live comedy show uh being broadcast you never know always always well monday and fridays for certain uh and then carl can be you could your live shows are listed on carlsucks.com i don't know that it's updated i'll have to do it now that you've reminded me i'm writing it down yeah well i don't know when this uh we did record this a little bit earlier uh the airtime I'm, I'm not sure the airtime for this one but i will be in san francisco for a comedy day performing sketch comedy in golden gate park and that's on september 19th i'm looking forward to that very nice yeah gotta be safe but i'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah. all right well ladies and gentlemen that has been stitches from 1985 mm-hmm. and AFLMOYT from 2016 to present day uh go ahead subscribe to our podcast check out our youtube channel lwaflmoyt last week's episode with head or let's say a few weeks ago that's uh posted and uh as well as some other movies so check it out subscribe to that channel we take the movie we watch we take the audio and we and carl syncs it together it's a good job uh and that's it so thank you carl thank you audience uh we will see you next week thank you see you next time Sting you next time. <laughs> Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. right feet on backwards tackle nonsense in a sensical sensual causal relationship of worldly matters of materially frantastical emotioning questions of checkery and balanced and even more set of throws into the early to be evening if that was your time of night and it was not to stop bother or just that it was slowly changed and to the left again patter as if that pattern was gently dipped into a spiky street of electrics whizzed by with the murmurs of hearts neatly tucked behind stereos while mild chatter of the news events of a day yet to come more was happening a world away as it always was and thus reported into the airwaves if you were inclined or reclined to listen or let it flow into as the fm programming you choose to start your day when the day becomes and turns away the night which you forget for the purposes of sanity, yet seek it again on a regular basis to maintain such a staticity of non-forgetfulness, 
only slightly to offset the ends of sanity again, and again, which oddly fits your design, or didn't does by memory alone, as you may be in these moments as listening again, what is it that continues the forces of life inside any of us, or simultaneously all of us, and also what brings death and is that in sequence or altogether? Is death perhaps overworked these days, and should we feel sorrow for a job which ought not to return a lot of satisfaction to such a non-forced force of zeroing out, or is it a time of jubilee for the finals to be lifted and sorted or tossed around on sleds into a trucked city vehicle while their families ponder from far away if they'll see their child in the stars the very evening, or perhaps next week, and wait. It was a ghost town. This town outside of town, where the reported and seemingly dead arrived, in a bus, to a bar which nay served alcohol, at a time which was neither between day or night, and as it unloaded, the people on it, looked forward and around a bit, and didn't talk or offer each other a help of any kind, for that's what got them into this predicament. And it was a predicament, preceded by a non-behavior and thrown under, their arms like the pillow they brought to bed and perhaps still had clinging on a sum to the last bits of electrics which grounded them to this, the planet of their choosing, as delivered their lifetime ago by that hopped-up beast of perhaps a stork, or shot out of a cannon as they now remembered, making their way towards a new challenge, delivered at that very hospital, or one near and far away from their hearts, which were no longer beating themselves up like the drummer they perhaps followed, or perhaps even made a sound in motion to start their own circle, and did. Well did, was the operative word here, and there was no operation. For some this was a relief and for others they'd hoped of a bit more fervor in their demise, instead of this old bus, which was now pulling away to get some more. And the more company it brought, you'd think the mood would change, or that the party would start, and that life would begin again for these souls without an error pair of sock on some, perhaps too rich to go poor on the streets they loved, or even not given the chance to go mad and rediscover a world of living before they unchoose to, well, what had happened? Death was standing over, just there. But he had a sort of uniform on. Not the usual one you'd expect, big black coat with cold black eyes you couldn't see. And he had a voice. Again, not the usual tonal somber one you'd see in film, but a quiet calm and directing voice as he took out a map and motioned to a set of others on where this next lot was meant to settle. A settlement for the dead. On this planet? Or in it? There was a hole up ahead. Some people were already walking towards it, perhaps that's where they were meant to go in such a malaise of non-reasoning, they reasoned with each other and some began to point. The men pointed back at them and motioned. There was a young man or perhaps a young woman though likely it was a manning based on his pajamas he'd been comfortable up until a moment ago, or several, counting the Riga's route which the bus took on its way up here. Or was it down here? He pondered. The lights were still visible from where he stood, that way over there. That warm city, and now this cold plot and plotted bit of land with a warmish hole. That was their reasoning. The man's name had to be reminded to himself at this moment by the too soon pair of other uniformed men who approached him and called to his attention his new identification. It goes on your toe, sir, was a bit of laughter from the other. We tag him and bag him and you have made a grade up to the other level one said. Oh, it's just I. Was a stammering about to happen. He thought he'd get his bearings first, but time in this place was not a luxury as it was on the, and where am I? 
Level K, said the other. That's where we're taking you. Answers to his questions were not forthright and he decided he would walk along and discover what the men were up and about. They looked down at his feet and turned with each other and walked a bit in the direction our character was thinking of going in anyway. They all moved forward. One had a radio, and it twackered every 30 seconds or so. No audio and there was a solemn understanding between the men, who moved in their usual way and as if they had some regular duty here, and they did. To deliver this man to the level, as stated, K. A small door appeared lit only by the seam to show that there were electrics inside, and perhaps life he thought. I mean who would power the electrics, and perhaps there was heat. It was dimly cold and wet outside, and he'd hoped for perhaps a cocoa once they'd arrived at a resting spot. The door opened and a middle-aged woman motioned them in. Inside was just a couch, and a television which was not turned on, and he sat as was motioned to do so, and they left. He fiddled with the couch and sat for a bit, then decided to lay down and wait for something else to happen. His eyes closed. Closure, he thought to himself, as in close again, and now on a couch. He'd just left his bed, and how? Odd he couldn't remember. What about the night before? Still nothing. Though he recognized his own pajamas. They were a gift, for he'd never consider wearing clothes to bed until people started buying them at holidays. Birthday. His mind sprang a bit. Yeah, he remembered that. Well the word anyway, but forgot the date. Hum. He hummed to himself. The couch was comfortable still, and still, and as he was was noticing the something-nothing around him was as familiar as his memory of forgetfulness. He was kind of enjoying the non-enjoying and hoped it would last for a while too, when a chime chimed. Her up popped in the young women, through a door which appeared only momentarily and lingered lit and hopeful for his arrival through it and onto something new and perhaps exciting. I wouldn't bet on it the young women held the door open still. Oh, what? Exciting. Isn't it you'll think to yourself as you walk towards me and perhaps it will be, but I've never seen it her eyes bobbed a bit over his pajamas. He was noticing that everybody was noticing his pajamas, including himself and he smiled now and turned up towards the lady and decided to make a change. James, he offered a glance over her in his hand to shake it if she was so undesirable to do so. Oh she shook his hand and her lips stilted towards a similar smile in a manner liking to him. Your new home is it? Last one left you behind? Well we've got you here and in the now she offered a bit more of herself as light conversation. Oh, well good, I mean. It's nice to. I mean. See. I mean look at you. Still human right? Aren't we? A bit more of that and we'll all be in to spring in no time she beamed a bit more here come along and listen and put her arm around him as they both walked into the level while she let the door close behind them. There is more conversation through here, and there. And. She motioned there. The ideas are sorted throughout but I think you will find they're color-coded to your liking. At least I think so. The mats are for player playfulness, not resting, and the coffee pot is locked up. But I'll get you a cup if you'd like. Caffeine at this time of night though, I wouldn't recommend it but some do. Just up ahead the hallways were opening and rooms became larger, with a twisty maze of passages broken off from left to center and they appeared to light up as he saw people walking around and through them, with some evidence of direction. 
some were carrying notebooks and others simply appeared and disappeared in their gowns without shoes, of varying colors. Yes, I'd love a cup. It'll just get me started yet no. I mean it was along. He'd forgotten about the bus. He'd forgotten about the door he'd remember this place, surely. And he looked over to her to see what she was about to say. Synaptic haptics the stated in plain technical language. It's the engine which runs this place. Thought up by thought itself. Kind of a miracle it works at all, and that's kind and to the point. You'll discover in a second and she handed him a coffee. It was black and sweet, and a bit artificial tasting, and he sucked at it and it was warm and he kept the cup at his side and thought to speak. So what do you do here? I mean besides this he attempted a light bit of conversation he was sort of used to, in these types of situations which had now become rare enough. I bring the people who power the machine, and you're it. Would you like to know more? Because I would. We all would, and the last one just fired. Oh good there's still some in there, I thought I'd have to push you in the chute, but things seem to still be functioning. Shoot. Shoot. Oh that there. Well I wouldn't jump in there, it's frightening you'd have to push me. They both smiled. Yes, that's what I do, normally. But we have some time, would you like to take a walk? They did walk, around the outside, as it was in this place of interior. And occasionally they saw some people, and mostly it just hummed, and they talked. And she reminded him of some of the tools of coping he'd forgotten, and while he didn't need coping now, he thought he might, and might remember, and if anything it was that, and her smile and they carried on about the place, and, well about the place and what it was for and for whom and why indeed and however and so and so about who the guy was walking, and then about the drawings on the walls they were passing, and the variety of colors which were always just on the sides of them as they passed through each space. Things were indeed warm at this moment, and he looked at her again this time with familiarity and friendship, and was hopeful they could stay together for some time more, and that they'd discover this place and see it in the new light, and carry each other on in conversation and fluidity and that it would be good for the pair of them. If you'd like, was her verbal response to his nonverbal reckoning. It's more and more like yourself the more you put into it, you'll find that, and it'll find you, and bit more at a time while we're all comfortable. And that's the idea she smiled jokingly. The idea she repeated it's just that's the point of this place. Two of you, the idea. Welcome to level K. We're off to a good start, I thought you might. And here we are. Fab. If you have any more, I'm keen to listen she listened. Hear that warble up ahead? That's you. We'd best keep be walking while it's still an idea and she took his hand, perhaps warmed by the coffee but very likely by the idea of a place to have something, and hold it gently, and that wasn't the artificial sweetener talking. This place was a good idea, and he smiled to himself as gently as she touched his fingers, and carried himself up a bit with her, to the level, as it lit up and fired and the visuals became deeper and he even touched the walls sometimes and they glowed, and he looked at her and she glowed, and it was pretty damn magical for this time of a lifetime to discover her in such a place, and so they flowed into it, and it flowed, and when they stopped, it still happened around them, and when then moved, there was a bit of zippiness, but it stayed with them. Well, we've reached 88 lines of code she stamped her feet gently as he just noticed her light shoes for the first time you know that's your little joke, 
and it's time for punch up punch tape like conversation. Here let's put on a bit of music. Thanks for the idea. The music came on and they smiled and continued on to walk and silently talk a bit, observing the synapses which fired in the vision which appeared on the walls, and it was fine and on and on they wanted to go. Which was a good start. I have a little joke too. He finally said out loud. Oh? You were fired. And he dove into her and kissed her everywhere at once. Illuminating the entire place with a spark which went off into every direction, just for a second, which seemed like the life and worth living for that instant and a lifetime, and instantaneously it was and is. At just a little synaptic joke, he grinned at her. She was still lit up and look at her arms, throw back she grinned, and welcome to the happenings of haptics. You have made a great day egg drop butter stop drop on. That's funny coming from you. The next one's better. And it was, and was again, and again. And they fired each synapse they chose, and sparked with love at each quarter of an idea that made them look at each other, in their eyes, or eyes to any part that needed sparking, and they understood, for that was this place, and they continued and met each other and stayed themselves of course, and sometimes carried each other on in lighter conversation, or as they overheard the walls talking to them, and then they would suddenly smile and it would happen again. They banged on the brain walls just for the fun of it, and fell over as they were toppled about, and onto each other. And that made them laugh more and they rolled around and stayed here and there for a bit more each time, and sometimes they ran, if it was their choosing. And sometimes they posed and talked about the art which should be here and over there and sometimes they saved each other from a doldrum of underthinking, or over non-participating, and they had now and continued to begin, and know they had always been with each other, as electrics. And electrics didn't falter. Not here in this purity of space, and space gap they fired it, and fired it again. And rang a bell and kicked the walls and made it jump and they tuned an orchestral of sound, and it rang through the chambers, and they found a corner of this place, and would create anything they wished for a time and time again, which they found with each and again too. And it was good. Dash. The preceded auriculot at Modi's are built and maintained for the inspirational inspired set of living juxtapositional elements which bring rocks to the ocean and women into fluffy places where cuddly was in fact, invented. Maintained with jester lews of material speculatory, we shine on the dark wobbly bits for two and a half feet of tubing with the heat meant just for the now and now again, as needed. Take two. Aqua Q.
Hi, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L, welcome, A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, of course, it stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. L-W is welcome. Great. I love that. The welcome. The welcome. welcome. Let's welcome uh, all... <laughs> uh, to a full I had, movie. I had some uh, kind of funny Twitter people just randomly pick me, and they're like, "What is LWAFLMOYT?" And the guy's like, "It stands for legumes, <laughs> watermelon." <laughs> like, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> well, we do what our show is that we LWAFLM. O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. You watch the movie with us, with the sound off, but you listen to the podcast at the same time, and you get an even better experience. Listen, I would have enjoyed... I would have enjoyed Tenet so much more had uh, Carl was talking to me the entire time. Well, this guy, you see, and that camera angle. (laughs) So that guy... He was never in another movie. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> we our show streams first on the delightful MutinyRadio.fm. Mutiny, why not make a donation? Mm. MutinyRadio.fm. It has a community uh, internet radio station right in the heart of the mission and uh, has a lot of programming 24-7. You can just go in there. We have a MU3 link. But if you go to MutinyRadio.fm, you can find us. We're on 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time every Sunday. It's a pleasure to be on the station. Station yeah. is sponsoring us. We want you to go donate some money to Mutiny Radio. They do live comedy shows. It's compliant. It's safe. It's safe. Uh, they have a lot of great stuff. And so go to Venmo and uh, donate some money at yeah. Mutiny Radio. Help the station out. They may have a GoFundMe. You could go type in GoFundMe. That's your speed, but. The memo helps. Every little helps, Carl. Yes, absolutely. Including the donate button, which never gets the respect it should. Just go to uh, mutinyradio.fm and hit donate. Hit donate. You will not get a, don- a donut. It's a, yeah, you would actually get give the money. donut button. I mean, have it if you wish, but also. Hit- Carl, before we before I find uh, before we start the show, I have a delightful anecdote. I had an opportunity to perform uh, online, and I got an email, and it said. Uh, list lineup will be selected randomly. And okay. I thought, great, I'm going first. And guess what, Carl? I went yeah. first. Oh. What a coincidence. Yeah. Only 25 years of doing this. How did I know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is the movie today? Today we are watching Munchie Strikes Back, 1994. Munchie uh, Strikes Back, 1994, that is what you'll put uh, in the YouTube search. And we like sure. Chris's movies. Chris's Chris movies. All right. Go where you have to sigh every time you say Munchie Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I got to let everyone know that you spell Munchie without a Y. It's I-E, which is dumb. M-U-N-C-H-I-E. Carl, you back. spell Munchie with a Y? <laughs> yeah. Freak. I've never... <laughs> It's Munchie, right? That's like Bunchy, Munchy. Well, there's no such word as Bunchy, but I know where you're going with that. Yeah, I got the Munchies. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let us oh, get the underwear, Munchies. Underwear, Mike, your underwear. It's so Bunchy. Oh, my God. Straight now. <laughs> oh, you saw that when I was getting my coffee? Uh, 
video. This is the third Munchies movie. Uh, we have watched and done podcasts for the 1987 movie Munchies, which is R-rated. And this right. was a... Then they made it was popular. It sold well. So Roger Corman's company, producer Roger Corman's company, uh, made a, a family-friendly direct-to-video sequel, which we watched, called Munchie right. Singular, which was and, no thing. It was not a sequel. No, oh no, no. It was a family-friendly adjunct. It's own, I guess. Yeah, film. And this is a sequel of that, but kind of even not. Okay, and. Uh, from just the trailer alone, which we watched several times on the show, um, one of the characters, one of the actors, shows up. Yeah, that's right. On the second. Movie. All right, so let us go to Munchie Strikes Back. Go ahead and find that. Uh, Nineteen ninety four is hosted by Chris. Chris's movie. Yeah, yeah, Chris's movies. Find it. Click the link. Hit pause as soon as it stops buffering. Let the ad run. Uh, pause it. Move the timer to zero zero zero. We at the count of go, at the count of go, we will uh, launch the movie, and I'm very excited. Uh, Carl has found the funniest comedian mm-hmm. in the world. He's just yeah. coincidentally from New Jersey. I don't well, know who this person is. He does hail from New Jersey, but it's in the world. Yeah, the, yeah, the world of New Jersey. Uh, I haven't, I haven't heard this segment. I don't know who it is, but he's probably my he or she is probably my favorite comedian, uh, or they, I've I've ever seen. Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown with Alex Dileski. Hey, everyone. Hey, Alex. So you've got a great podcast. Uh, it's called Ad Libs. What, people can find that on uh, iTunes, etc.? Yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean. Uh, that's pretty much it. Tell us about it. Well, what it is, it's pretty much just me ranting and playing with comedic ideas, improvising weekly. Just really is a, a way for me to uh, practice my voice in comedy and just try to get my timing and and my my voice fluctuations uh, right. Gotcha. And mostly just for fun, really. So we got to know each other on the open mic scene, that's true, but most recently... You came to light as you won the King of the Mountain comedy competition at Scotty's. I did. I won. I was nervous, but I pulled through. (laughs) And from that, you won a guest spot, and you'll be appearing there Friday, May 14th. Yes, I can't wait. I've I've been practicing a lot. So it's Scotty's Pub and Comedy Cove. You'll be there Friday, May 14th for a guest spot. People can go to scottysteakhouse.com. Uh, and find out more. So, uh, did you you didn't expect to win the contest at all, right? No, I mean, I knew that I possibly could have, but I really wasn't expecting it, honestly. I was just there to have fun. Now, you kept going back up. You had to come up with... No- so, how much? how many minutes do you think you did? Well, the first one, I think, was three and a half, four minutes, and then I went Nothing up... like that. Yeah, I went up like... Uh, Three or four more times after that, two minutes each. So maybe about 10 to 12 minutes. Yeah, and you were consistent. You had them roaring. You continued to win. They voted on the app. You were the reigning king of the mountain. Like, it must have been great. Yeah, it felt really good, especially because it was on my birthday, too. So it was like a nice little treat for me. Perfect. 
Okay, so we are now about to embark on watching this movie, and everyone at home is going to press play at the same time as us in the studio. So take it away, Alex. All right, let's get on with our countdown. Three, two, one, go. That was a great celebrity uh, comedian countdown, Carl. Okay. Yeah, you did yourself. That was delightful. This, this this is probably the best. We can we'll replay this one next show and next show and next show. Why don't we just have a show of your introduction? Oh my god, is he doing stand-up? No, Munchie's uh, at the high school. Dude, yeah. Ronald Reagan high school for ninety-four. Right. They will make multiple political Ronald Reagan insulting jokes. Was this shot in like Orange County? It was shot in L.A. That's all I've got out of the internet. Look, it's Carl. Oh, my God, Carl. You didn't tell me you were in this band. Yeah. We're doing a song called You Make Me Hungry. He's I like, got the munchies. Yeah. He's talking about seeing this girl and, oh, man, what she's eating. You make me hungry. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at everyone just partying down the hallway. It must be loud. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's, he's killed Archie's car again. Riverside. Right. Riff, not Rutgers, New Jersey. It's Riverside. Yeah, this is California, buddy. Now look, that's Gabe Dodge. Like, as a freshman in high school, he's the kid from the last Munchies movie. God, he's grown. Gage Dobson. He did pretty Oh, my God. Do not pull that lever. Unless <laughs> you're the coyote, then it's not going to work. So Munchie is just continuing to make that guy's life fun. You see, he's blowing up the school. He blew up the school. He like. He also took a flag with him. No, the 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 um, internet told me that this was edited from a movie called Screwballs, nineteen eighty three. Like they <gasps> reused the explosion. Yeah. I wonder if those kids dancing in the street is also from the nineteen eighty three movie. <laughs> it could be. No, it's probably just the explosions, but I went and found screwballs and basically yeah. fast-forwarded through it. I did not find a school blowing up show. Weird. The internet lied. Yeah. See, that's why you gotta that's why you gotta do some book research about Munchie's Strikes Back. Oh my god, now, he died too. He's in heaven. Well, the thing is blowing up the school was just too much. So he's it does look like like the pearly gates, but no, he's yeah. just gone to this like netherworld place. Where Kronos is judging Whoa. him. You can't just blow up a school. And there's Abraham Lincoln, Colonel Sanders, and Pelvis Presley. Yeah, exactly. He's got right. a piece of chicken. <laughs> yep. Oh, see, I have my ID. Here it is, asshole. I'm on the five. Was <laughs> that a five? Look at my. No, he's on the one. Didn't he get the bum deal when it came to currency, Lincoln? He's on a penny. Yeah, that's the lowest form of low, especially, I mean, it used to be the most frequently coined used, oh, but yeah. not in our world. Well, I used to play a game of whist, and uh, I would get a glazed ham, and then I would see the matinee and watch the cereal, and that cost me at least two cents. Hmm, back in the 1860s. Yeah, I was... <laughs> Kronos. Yeah, Kronos, which is... Like, that's Zeus's father in Greek mythology. It doesn't make sense, really. They just wanted a cool name. And he's saying, listen, yeah. we're going to send you to the most boring star system in, in the uh, universe, because, you know, uh -huh. just to contain you. You just sit there and be bored. So he's like, give me another chance. And Elvis will speak on his behalf. And then he gets to go help, you know, gets to go help another kid on Earth. 
No, so let me get this straight. We just saw the uh, years later from sequel from the, set, the second movie. So we yes. see the kid grown up. We see the school and the flag post mm-hmm. blow up. He he dies. He goes to purgatory. Well, he doesn't and- die. He doesn't die. He gets called up there. You see, he's like an all being. He's like from a race that went extinct, Munchie, and he can't really die. Oh man, this is all sarcastic. You got Cleopatra and Marilyn Monroe. That's right. And she was doing, I'm a stereotype icon. You know, she's doing her standard. <laughs> You're doing your Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. I, I think she's so cute. The lineup will be selected randomly. That's like <laughs> Carl. That's that's like when you do a show and the host comes up and he goes, uh, you have a preference? You always say, yeah. I do have a preference. Because if you go, oh, no, no, it's fine. Do your thing. You're going to go first. Yeah, you're going first. I like going first because I set the tone for the room. There's nobody else before me who, like, set up the room. I agree with you. You have to have that attitude. You have to have that attitude. Comedians always say, warm up the room for me. As if, like, you get up there and tell your first joke, and maybe they're with you. You They'll be forgiving for a couple jokes. But if you're not good, it doesn't matter who goes before you. Anyway, the room is a blank slate when no one goes before you. And they're like, I'm here to see a comedy show. I'm looking at a stage. I, a guy's got a mic in his hand. I'm ready to be entertained. You know, it's good to go first. You set the tone. These credits are great. Leslie Ann, these credits are great, Carl. What, how did he do it? Did he just like, I want 2001 intro? It's terrible. It's terrible and it's cheap. And last time he did those chattering teeth. For oh, the yeah. It's just a set. Oh, and it's the same old stupid song. We put it on. Well, they're not story. doing the. We came that. Here it is. John Biner. John Biner. Now, he was in Munchie as the judge. Right. When you see his face, you'll know exactly who he is. Yeah, he's like the funniest unfunny comic I know, right? right. Like, this guy's been decades worse, and he's he's great, but you watch him and you go, I should laugh. I really should laugh. This right. show's he's called Bizarre. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> he put a lot of effort into it. He started out, like, on one of those America's Got Talent kind of shows. It was like a Steve Allen thing or something. I don't know. Yeah. And he just does a million impressions, and he got work off of doing those millions impressions on Johnny Carson and stuff. And he would go on to have a long-ass career all on television. Yeah, well, he had that uh, Showtime show, Bizarre, like a sketch comedy show with tits. And then uh, he showed up, My Five Wives. I can't stop talking about that Rodney Dangerfield movie. He's in it. Yep, he is. Preston Gates he plays. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, I like the guy, but I don't know. I guess it's those Aardvark, Anthony Aardvark uh, cartoons. Like, I just that click came with them. directly out of his doing voice impressions. People were like, "I got a great gig for you." Now we're used to hearing John uh, Mason play uh, the. Uh, wait, am I wrong? Yeah, he you, played the ant like he was a Jewish ant, Jackie right. Mason. Yeah. Well, in the early 60s, this guy did both the uh, the uh, Ant and the Aardvark. Huh. I don't know. It's such a weird show. Look at this office. Jesus Christ. Is this like a furniture store? 
This is, yeah, it's a movie set is exactly what it is. This is our bad guy, and he is a richy, rich, snobby, snobby guy. His name is Shelby Carlisle. He was in the first one, remember? He was the husband for Lonnie Anderson, the love interest. No, 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 he wasn't the husband. He was the love interest, yeah. And the kid said, "Uh uh-uh, no can do. And Munchie said, I'm your id, kid. I'll fuck him up. Yeah, that's exactly right. And he's going to get fucked up again, but not like Munchie Strikes Back implies like it's the same family, the same situation. And now he is the dad. And and, but that's, you know, from the trailer. But that's he's really a a, he is the same character, but he's an executive guy. So right now he's okay. This is Leslie Ann Down, who we sure. saw in Meeksville Ghost. Um, oh, Jesus Christ, Carl. I'm going to walk the room. Don't mention that movie. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Just did that movie. I hate that movie. She was in Wally Sparks. You'll like that. Oh, okay. Rodney Dangerfield tried to cover up the stick that was fucking Meeksville Ghost. <laughs> I, didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy that film. I, don't I didn't enjoy that. that. That film was hard, man. That was like a bunch of uh, lumpy coal in your stocking. <laughs> so he's so, always like, he's always aggressive. I guess this is like humor in 90s. Yeah, he, well, the director's setting us up right from the beginning. Don't like this guy because we're going to fuck him up. And you're, we want you to cheer when that happens. And, you know, kids. Yeah. Well, he, he, basically, he's he's coming on to the mom. He's like, right. I'm, so this is a kids movie from the '90s where there's like sexual harassment. This is no wonder the new generation that that last generation is fucked up. Huh? This is what they were raised on. <laughs> it is exactly sexual harassment, and she will go on to get fired because she refuses. Yeah. God, look, it's a sunny day outside for sure. Oh yeah. Love <laughs> Look, his uh, touching. Yeah, I know. Will that be oh, all, Mr. <clears throat> Carmichael? Yes, that will be quite all. <laughs> oh, there's the line. I like the lighting. That's in Sybil Denning and uh, Moonlighting. Have I seen such uh, highlighted? Okay. I have to tell you that even though that was a bad choice, it shows us that the cinematographer's giving a shit. <laughs> and he's, you know... The director's saying, soften her up. You know what I mean? They're trying oh, what I'm trying to say. Well, Leslie S. Down, like, she's famous for something, right? Is she, like, Upstairs, Dr. Quinn? downstairs started her. She was English. She is English. Hmm. This is England. Yeah. You're not supposed to steal. This, <laughs> this is England. God damn it, class. Break up already. This is how we feel, man. Bagpipes. I went and saw them at the Spectrum, the new Clash, and I loved watching Joe Strummer. And oh, that's I bet. All. That is all. Oh, I bet. That's like a pleasure to see that guy live, uh, given the opportunity, but you had to watch the new Clash. Yeah, that's right. You had to see the people to the... The, the bass player was there, Paul Simonon, but it just, it wasn't... I saw the Clash in Asbury Park, and then I saw the new Clash, because it's like, that's all the world had to offer. They're coming around. You want to see like Joe said, Strummer? Like you said, Joe Strummer, yeah. Was the old Clash better? Oh, God, yes. Now, I met the new Clash, but I didn't give a shit. I only cared about me. It's <laughs> not those little 16-year-old. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Biner. 
<laughs> I want you to know that I was 18 at the time. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I think okay. the, the first concert, yeah. Okay, when I was so, seven. Uh, go ahead. Your first concert? It wasn't my first. My first concert was the Stray Cats with... Uh, oh, that's a good choice. Yeah, and I forgot what New Jersey town it was. It might have been Parsippany. And they're like, there's a rumble in Parsippany tonight. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to fuck suburbia up. But around but when I was like seventeen, I did see uh, Henry Rollins' band uh, at uh, Hoboken in Maxwell's, and God, what an experience! Black Flag. It wasn't even Black Flag. It was him with his shirt off, going, "Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it." You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool to, to to see him. You know, I mean, to yeah, see oh. Flash. It's sort of like seeing the Beatles in the day for me. That was luck. luck oh, absolutely, we were very lucky. And then you got to see The Best of the Beatles, starring Peter Best. <laughs> Good one. Well, that was the name of his album. Don't get me wrong. I didn't come up with that. The, oh, he made The Best of the Beatles. That's the name of it. He made a record? What for? What do you do? He made a record. And the record is called Best of the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, fuck you. Yeah, well, look, the guy wasn't good enough. He earned his way out. He was a drummer, but he just didn't, you know, there were fuck-ups. You can't fuck up. I don't know. And he's, he lived, right? Sue fucking died. So it couldn't yeah. be worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is this I got to catch you up in the film here. Yeah, we have, Yeah, we have met Chris. Chris, he's our kid. Okay, and we're meeting the coach, and of course we're seeing because it's a typical movie. He's bad at baseball, but the Tom girl, the Tom boy, is good, is good at baseball. Right, she's the love interest because at that age, a boy is more appealing than a girl. So the Tom boy is what he's interested in. Oh my God! So we should mention in the uh, Munchie movie, the uh, the girl int- love interest was none other than Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's right. Her yeah. premiere role, yeah. There's so many Munchies. Munchies have brought out the best in people, right? We had Harvey Corman in the first one, no. Dom DeLuise and Love Hewitt in the second one. No, no. That's no. no, that was a rest stop on these stars' careers and say, you know, this was Munchie gets no credit for those people. Oh, I'm gonna go with master class acting with Munchie Strikes Back, Lily Ed Dowd. Hello. <laughs> you might remember me from Meeksville Ghost. Or Munchie Strikes Back. Well, she was in all these beauty pageants. When she was only 15, she won Britain's Most Beautiful Teenager. So uh, she earned it. Munchies didn't do it to her. She was in Pink Panther. Pink Panther Strikes Again. Oh, how cool. Yeah. Well, I feel like she was, was she a guest on The Muppet Show, Carl? Probably. I, I didn't find that out. It's probably the one they pulled from Disney+. Plus. Well, I mean, she started, like, she was... Could have been a huge deal. I'm sure in her personal life, she's a big deal. But she got to, from 2003 to 2012, she was on The Bold and the Beautiful Soap Opera. So, yeah, yeah, she, you know, that's, I don't know. Now, this guy was the principal in our last film. And he's funny. You know, he's Mr. Poindexter. And he's upset about his garden. No, can I tell you, like, the principal in the second movie, he was kind of a leech, right? Listen, I don't know what's with you. If there's sex involved, it's, like, inappropriate. No, 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 no. It's appropriate. It's appropriate. It's comedy. It's also a kid's movie. No, it's, but it it's, was 
consensual. The secretary was in love with him, and he was in love with the secretary. They were I mean, banging in the school. It was a kid's film where the principal was banging the secretary in his office. <laughs> it was a kid's <laughs> film. Well, they weren't banging. They were talking about their love for each other and getting close to kissing. They did not bang. Carl, he's wearing your shirt. <laughs> yeah, well, his is a sort of the right size. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, my bad boobs would be sticking out of this. Tri triple X uh, version of, look how it's like cowboy-esque. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Dun, 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 dun. Not magnificent. So she can't turn off her sprinklers. Look, she's going to kick the dog. She, look, did the dog get kicked.com? <gasps> That's not even Dog's honored. Dog's going to jerk off to that. Leslie, down, kick me. So she's like, I can't adjust my sprinklers to not go on your flowers. And he's like, there will be a scathing editorial in Horticulture's Weekly. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry I'm comparing this movie to its predecessor, but the mm -hmm. kids' room had, like, Marvel shit on the walls. Remember he had, like, a, like Wolverine? Oh, right, right. That's, like, right. That's pretty hip. He was yeah, oh, yeah. It probably cost him nothing back then. They're like, yeah, whatever. Promoter comic books. Thanks, buddy. Right. It was absolutely a different time. I remember always thinking that superheroes should be in movies. I used to always oh, think that. Yeah. Every time one came around, you know, there was no CGI. So it just looked so cheap and so fake. So they tried. This, the Superman movies from the, the at least the first couple ones in the late eight, the 70s, they tried, you know, it, it was kind of campy, like we know as a guy not really flying, but, you know. Just no, well, that it. one's a good example if you're talking about Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Well, that was a good, see, to me, DC was bullshit and Marvel was, that's what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted Fantastic Four movie. I oh, absolutely. I've seen, have you seen all three? Fan we did the, we did early uh, there's a bootleg Fantastic Four that Roger Corman made and retained the rights. Uh, yeah, he had the rights to the Fantastic Four, but he had to make a movie on a deadline. And so he said, fuck it, we got two weeks. And there's uh -huh. no special effects in it. You know, like, it's like a fake rubber arm, maybe at most. But it's horrible. And it was on YouTube like four years ago. It's been pulled since. Uh huh. That's too bad yeah. for us. That would be perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. We did it. Well, I did it. Uh, Prior to uh, being uh, a host, I, I did it uh, as early one. Just, it was there. I was like, oh, shit. Was there a Stan Lee appearance? <laughs> no. See, we could have a lot of fun with that movie, you know? Yeah. You know, if it pops up again, let's do it again. I, I think it's worth doing it again. So, essentially, Munchie has shown up. And you're like, did you see it? Did you see it? What are you talking about, Chris? She, she Chris. has a British... <sighs> She isn't, let's see, let's listen to her voice. You hear that English accent? Stuff everywhere. Oh, there's stuff everywhere. Goodness! Now, how is she the mother of, Hi, Mom, did you see it? It doesn't make sense. This is another, like, single mom, right? The other movie, didn't she? Lonnie Anderson, the mom. Yeah, that's right. Oh my now, God. she was on WKRP, and Munchie's voice is Howard Hessman from WKRP. There's your connection. This is 94 Hessman, so was he doing, like, right. out of the class? Like, what was it? Like, he was just reeling in residuals? What a good question. Uh, Dr. Johnny Fever, let's see. That was, uh, I think it was long over. 
78 was what yeah that's long over basically this is a decline part of his career i don't have it all in front of me i only took out the cool stuff like he was close friend and sometimes lover of janice joplin in the late 60s Ugh, i could see the photos of them right him with his awful beard his mustache (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah check out this he was arrested once for selling an ounce of marijuana in san francisco Hey, well, wasn't he in like, I think he was in the committee or there was a San Francisco sketch group from the 60s. I think he was part of uh-huh. like the wacky hippie moving company or something like that. Now, people forget he was on soap. Well, actually, people forget soap, right? Soap, um, right. Right. He, he was he was on soap. He did a lot of TV before KRP, but it wasn't it was a, except for soap, which he did a little part. He was part of the series like he was on Sanford and Son once. He, well, you know, my favorite Billy Jack, you know that film, you know, we did. Yeah, Billy, sure, Jack. Billy Jack. Oh, he was in Billy Jack. Probably yeah. with that mustache. He he was in uh, Police Academy 2, uh-huh. their, their first assignment. He was the police chief and he was really good. And he's he's gone on record saying how awful that movie is. But, you know, that movie was saved by his performance. He grounded it. Like, wow. He was given, that's like, a cool. real, yeah, it's a good movie. Second one. I wouldn't know. I, <laughs> you know, I got to tell you. I, I saw the first one. I don't even remember how it went. When I bump into it, it's like HBO's on when I'm in high school, and it's some, there's a riot, you know. Well, you yeah. love that film. That, well, HBO, that- uh, HBO Max has released all of them. You can, I don't think the first one's on there, but two through seven is, is now on HBO Max. <laughs> if you don't know the first one, then you can't get the other jokes in the Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's like why is this woman timid and then she's like aggressive? What's going on? Uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of characters from the first one don't make the second one. Really? There's like a, yeah, there's a guy who reads Mad Magazine. He's out. There's like a Lothario who dresses up as a woman. Uh, he's out. You know you why know? they didn't know it was going to be a series? They just thought they made a movie. I bet you they would have. A sequel to that piece of shit? I bet you they would have <laughs> all been in it. If uh, Sweet, look at this. He's got office chairs with his television set and an Atari 5200. Now, he's playing the mo- – no, it's a fake video game. And it's called uh, Death Race 2000, which, which was a, a Roger movie. Corman film. Yeah, yeah. Directed by Paul Bartel, Sylvester <laughs> Stallone, David Carradine. Paul Bartel was in the original Munchies. Munchies, yeah, 1987, as you recall. Ah. Remember in the end, he has this, he just plays the neighbor. No, he plays the science. He just shows up. Paul Bartel always had the pleasure of just showing up in movies. And you go, oh, hey, it's Paul Bartel. (laughs) Now look Uh, at the cool ass car. That's the Death Race 2000 car car. Is it literally? I, I my research did not. I see. It's the, it's in the style of it's something like Frankenstein. David Carradine would drive. Hmm. No, look at this. It's got fangs. Pretty badass. Look at the camera angles. Look now at the they're like screen screen. Like why be in a video game when you could play it for real? So now they're playing a real. What movie do you think they got this footage from? It's probably. I guess it's. Oh, they shot it. No, this is them. Look at that. Break that. Great. That's great cinema. Break it again. Oh, <laughs> I told you the story when I broke one of those. What happened to your car? Well, nothing. But the cops were chasing us. Remember, I told you that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we parked. Clove Road Apartments. We just parked the car and the 
cop went zoom. I forget oh, why that's... it came up. Why okay. did you break it? Oh, We're going to see some serious budget now. The reason I broke it is because I was 20 stupid and drinking <laughs> is why I broke it. So you did it intentionally. It wasn't, or it was a mistake. Or like, what, what no, was that? It was the middle of the night. We were driving on the p- sidewalks of the campus, <laughs> <laughs> which is not allowed at Monkler State. And so, you know, we I, we broke that. I would say we, as if I wasn't driving, broke yeah. that thing, and the cops' lights went woo, and we drove. Man, I I I. <laughs> did you hide then, in the cemetery? But I went on a. No, it was, I didn't go by the cemetery. I went the other way and on Normal Avenue, made a left on the upper mountain or whatever it is, Clove Road, ducked down to Clove Road and parked the car. And the cop car curved around Clove Road and zoomed past us. That's great. Good job, girl. Because that would have been a life-changing night. (laughs) I mean, you know, hello, Mrs. Haupt. Yes, your piece (laughs) of shit son is down here in jail. (laughs) Uh, Muckler State University uh, Police. Yes. No, it was the uh, real police. Yeah. Yeah, the, the police police, I should say. Look at this. It's such death rate 2000 looking. Look, uh, you're seeing a lot of budget right now. A lot of budget. But it doesn't make sense, Carl, because uh, this isn't earned at all. I mean, no, he just meant much. Right. This isn't like the rough part of the movie where the hero's got to get through. No, this is his fantasy. Well, see, we're still in the beginning of the film. And what we're establishing is Munchie can do pretty much anything. He's here to make your life better. But just like the original film, he goes to help him. And, you know, it, it causes him trouble. But in this film, the difference is he makes the choices that cause him to get in trouble. The hero himself. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. That's at least the story. Yeah. Do you, who's more powerful, Munchie or Deadpool? Uh, I think Deadpool just from box office alone. Oh, yeah, it's true. Does it, <laughs> Munchie doesn't even hold a candle to the Deadpool's box office. I love that T-shirt. You, do you remember when your kids were wearing T-shirts that said, you know, junior high? Yeah. Well, actually, my kids would uh, have those. It was Pearl R. Miller is the name of the school. And they would have Spirit Week. And, you know, there would always oh, yeah. be shirts showing up. They would have um, – they used to do this competition. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, there's a lot. there was a lot of love our junior high in, in my kids growing up. I One time I told him, you should get on a – see – Pearl R. Miller was a woman uh, who the school was named after, and her photo is there, and she's like a 1950s horn room glasses person. So I was like, for Halloween, you should wear a skirt and put on the glasses. We'll get you a wig, and you could be Girl R. Miller. Oh, that's great. Oh, look at this. He has an actual video game. Yeah. He's got a Super Nintendo. Right. That's cool. And check out times 11 a.m. How quirky. That's how, no, well, he gets, he always is sleeping with girls. Maybe he lives in a residency. <laughs> the puppet is so bad. Look, he goes. It's weird. It's weirder than goes, the last movie. He goes, how can, you've got to make all this stuff disappear. And he goes, I know something that'll make all your stuff disappear. He goes, what's that? Reaganomics. You're kidding. No. Hes- Hesman. All right, we'll add the line, Hesman. Just shut up. Yeah, man, because, you know, Ronald Reagan, I know, I know, it's 94, but, yeah, I get you. <laughs> well, 
in the way end of the movie, they'll make a Clinton reference. Oh, God, dear Lord. <laughs> well, it's like they say, okay, Munchie, you're off to help another person, someone who really needs a lot of help, and then they show you Clinton. But it's like young Clinton. It's like the first term Clinton, right? Yes, that's right. Like the biggest scandal is that he was fat. <laughs> right. He hasn't even done the, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The biggest scandal is he told people he wore boxers instead of briefs or the other way around. <laughs> Remember? And he plays saxophone on a late night talk show. This guy's a joke. This guy is a joke, President. God, I couldn't believe that was like, it broke a barrier. He appeared on popular television. That's right. But, yeah. but Nixon had done that on on laughing, remember? Sure. Yeah, it's available on TV. Suck it to me. <laughs> That's like such an asshole move. It's like, look, can you just, uh, you're going to dress yourself down, but everyone's going to be in on the joke. It's going to be fun. Can you say suck it to me? And then we hit, yeah, 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 sure. Fuck this shit. I'm the president of the United States. Yeah. Suck it to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> but do you think he just didn't get it or he was doing it on purpose or he didn't get it he didn't get it was he pre he was president back then right or was yes. he governor or vice no president? he was absolutely and it was way before vietnam was going on but it was way before the controversy of watergate gotcha yeah all those shows are, i i think i said this before but i watched an episode where Cher was in it uh who had a 60s show back then so she, this is like 50 years ago. And every laughing they would have, like, laughing presents, and they'll have all the women sing a song about, hey, we're, we have sketches about water. <laughs> so they did this, like, and that is the Constitution. And they end, and you could clearly hear Cher said, that was horrible. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, on the broadcast at the end of the number, I laugh at it. It was great. It was, good, bless Cher. It was good of laughing to share the spotlight. Oh, yeah, with Cher. Yeah. Okay, so now you can see the motorcycle's going on its own. I mean, what am I saying? Motorcycle. Now you can see the lawnmowers driving like a motorcycle. It's just going on its own, so you don't have yeah. to do the hard work. But... What wish oh, wait, wait, Mike, love interest. Let me, let, me, let me fix my hair. Okay, all right. Oh, you know she's a tomboy because her shirt's too big. Exactly. It's like a dress, but it's actually a, a softball shirt. Now, after the credits of the film, we will see a, like, uh, you know, a la Marvel, that little featurette at the end. Really? It'll just be a woman being chased by this that um, lawnmower that's going by itself. Okay, here's the real motorcycle and what tripped me up. This is rival love interest. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. And he, you know, this is her name's Jennifer, and she is the sought-after uh, love interest in this. And um, this guy is like Richie Rich Kid. Oh, is he? Now, how old is he supposed to be? Like 15? He's probably 24. Uh, no, I think these guys are... I think he's really like... He's no way he's 15. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't... Maybe would you love... You know, Jackie Lee Har uh, Hurley or whatever the guy's name is in uh, Bad News Bears, he had a motorcycle, right? Uh, you know, the yeah. shit kid. Right. But but that was a point. He was just like a, a shit kid, you know, and the parents don't give Not a shit. Not a cool kid, right. Yeah. Now, you see the funny joke, Miss poor Mr. Poindexter's flowers are getting lawn mowered. Oh, uh, holy shit. <laughs> I popped up again, kid. 
Jesus, Hesman's wearing a toupee. You see that on Munchie? Clearly, he's wearing a toupee. Clearly. At least they could have done a better job. Look at what a bad puppet he is, man. And oh, man. Horrible. Yeah. He's sticking. He just so happens to be popping out of a garbage can. It's not even. Look at the garbage can. It's not even like uh, full. It's a broken yeah. garbage can to get the guy in there. Right. Right. It's so clear. Puppeteer. Bark. Bark. We're mad. Bark. Does the dog bark dot com? Look well, at this. Every movie. It's going to list every movie a dog's been in. Okay, this is the big game, and we find out that the coach of the opposite team is Shelby Carlisle. Oh, about our time. Meanie. He's so Reagan. Now, yeah. this must be, is this California or like the fucking New Mexico? No, this is Los Angeles. I know, because look at those that little range of, see, they're not really yeah. mountains, even though they give that impression. It's like a hill. But you can see this being an L.A. Well, I mean, I, th I think of Bad News Bears, which was shot in, I guess, in the valley. Uh, and they had these little rinky-dink 70s uh, softball fields. Well, look at the brush. Not, not of course, on the lush green field, but look at the brush behind them. I mean, yeah. it's very much Los Angeles desert, you see? Yeah, you're right. You can see and Bob look, Hope it's now. All, it's all um, orangey, dry, and... <clears throat> wow, it's a home run. Yep, that's right. And that's the son of Carlisle. Carlisle. Yeah. Carl, I bet I, I bet against them. They're going to break my fucking legs, Carl. <laughs> that's the way to do it, boy. That's a winner, son. Go for it. To the max. <laughs> now, I think that this script made a little mistake. It should have made the, the, the rival love interest uh, Carlisle's son. They should have done that. Because the love, the love interest rival has all these, like, I'm a rich kid. I only care about money stuff in his character. They should have just combined the two, and it would have been better for the plot. It would have been mother against boss, son yeah. against son. Look at this. this these guys are acting. I, as much as I shouldn't have her, like, he's perfect for this, right? He's wearing the denim. He's more chill. Anyone can be perfect for this. You know what I mean? He doesn't bring anything to it. Oh, there's those impressions we've heard so much about. Oh, that was a wacky pratfall like he always does. You get none right. of that. He doesn't bring anything. You he know, is really he good. a very long and distinguished career for such a dud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, he's still alive, you know? He's still uh, around. Is Binder? he? Yeah, he is. I, I heard him on Gilbert Godfrey's show. Oh, okay. Well, he was Gary Marshall's first choice for Mork. Really? On Happy Days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that episode. Now, they go, don't they go meet Laverne and Shirley in that episode when Mork shows up? Yeah, I don't, and yeah, and I, okay, I saw it with my own two eyes, but I probably just saw it the day, the night it aired, you know? Um, oh, you, I, you know this. Oh, yeah, but you know the story of that episode, right? No. The night no, it no. aired, Mork disappears. In syndication, they added a scene where Mork's like, oh, I should have, you should need to investigate this planet called Earth, Mork. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. They added, like, a, a scene. It was already in syndication. I know this because Happy Days was king of syndication, and you watch reruns during the day, and then once a week you watch the new episode, and they re-aired Mork 
which was already in syndication. Ah. That market, and they had a new ending saying, oh, I, I'm going to Denver, Colorado. Okay. It's our setup. Yeah. The year of the current year. All right. And so the series was launched. Yeah. We need that backstory. Oh, how many series? Like, so Love American Style had Love and the Happy Days with uh, Richie Cunningham. And Marshall made it into Happy Days. And there's Laverne and Shirley. And there's Mork and Mindy. Right. Mork and Min- oh. uh, Mork, uh, Laverne and Shirley's the big one. Yeah. And I think that Lenny and Squiggy had a two-second thing. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah, but it didn't. It's like, oops, all crunch berries. Nothing but Lenny and Squiggy. <laughs> oh, man, he's hitting the bottle hard. You know what's funny about him? He asked for a divorce from his second wife after 36 hours. <laughs> what did you go with years? Like, I made a mistake. 36 hours, Jesus Christ. I guess he gave it a day's worth. And then he slept on it. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Fuck this. Now, listen, John Biner uh, did have, okay, he was in the soap TV series as like a detective. So he knew, um, uh, yeah, from that. But this is most interesting to our show. He was the judge in RoboDoc. Yes, RoboDoc. The National Lampoon's RoboDoc, which we watched. Right. Which I enjoyed because I had to watch it. If I saw it like on my own, I would have flipped the channel. Yeah, I think that one was like the most political National Lampoon movie I've seen. With his mm-hmm. its satire of the medical field. I don't think so. I think that was a, a data from Next Generation. Uh, yeah, and and a lot of it was about lawyers. Oh, wait, look at these bad news bears. I mean, you knew it was very silly, the movie. They weren't saying, like, medical billing is killing our industry. It was really no, though. Yeah, I know, and they had something to say. So that's why I feel like it's the most political. I don't think anyone else had anything to say other than add some extra scenes of girls topless. Right, and one of those girls was the wife of... David Fastino. Yeah, because... Uh, she she wasn't topless in that scene. Let's give her some credit. No, she was a nurse in that, and she didn't ever get topless. No. Ooh. So he's got his own baseball cap. Like, so you're a baseball loser, huh? I'm gonna give you some. He's like, do you like baseball? Well, if you like peanuts, popcorn, and hot dogs, you do. Yeah. Munchie, where do you get your fucking clothing? <laughs> uh, gotta go. Now, but yeah, how come you only talk to me from a garbage can or like a yeah when nobody's dumpster? I'm keeping a low profile. Now, Shelby Carlisle will now witness the creature, and this will start a big act two. He's in a fucking garbage can again. Yeah, what? Look at him! I'm acting. Yeah, he shakes his head, clears, rubs his eyes. I'm an actor. I'm going to act. Give him some credit. This was shot, wasn't shot back to back, you know. It was just shot this in one day. <laughs> Listen, I give this guy his props and that he, look how he's tiptoeing now. He's doing his job. You want a comedic, funny, you know, whoa! Whoa! I mean, you do these Jack Ritter pratfalls the whole Jack Ritter. Thing. He is Jack Tripper. Jack Tripper. Jack, oh, I, did I combine? It was it John? He said Jack Ripper. Yeah. John Ritter and Jack 
Tripper. Tripper. Oh, yes. I didn't realize it was that. so close. Yeah. Jack Ripper. Rip, okay, never mind. I'm not even trying anymore. So he does his job as a comedic actor, right? Is it funny? Right. Kind of. Like right now, he's going to end up, you know, headfirst down in that sack of uh, laundry. You know, he's going to do his pratfalls and jokes. Oh, no, I, hope, he I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't hurt the puppeteer inside. <laughs> Toby, at, are you in there? Sesame Street needs you. It's a laundry basket full of absolutely clean laundry. They're fine. <laughs> and how big is that? Like, how many fucking students are in there that they need, like, a giant fucking fit of puppeteer oh, well, towels. Maybe it was the distribution of clean towels that was. Oh, that's disgusting. In a big fucking <laughs> garbage can? <laughs> Okay, good hustle, good hustle, good hustle. Now he's like, you guys have to start, stop sucking out there. And they're like, but dad, it's, a sh it's we're winning, you know, whatever to whatever. And she goes, that, you call that winning? Just because you're winning, you think you're winning? <laughs> now, Kronos, can you answer a question for me, Kronos? Is this still the same day or has time elapsed? It's the same day, same suit, right? Uh, they will actually, they will wear the same stuff the whole movie, even though it's absolutely not the same. Is it? It's the same day? fucking suit. It can't be because they had baseball practice and he went home and he spent, he slept the night. No, it's not the same day, but they will wear the same stuff. Yeah. Cause he has the same colored shirt, same tie, same like kind of big boy jacket. And I think you pointed it out in an early family film that we did. And even in Meeksville Ghost, that that's the way uh, you do it for kids' movies. Yeah, it's a shorthand. You know, it's like sketch comedy. You dress up as a doctor and you have a doctor set. And then the stars, and you go, oh, they're in a doctor's office. Right. You know, it's it's just kind of kabuki clothing. But he could at least shave the mustache. So he's saying that kid, Chris, is a problem. No, it wasn't Chris. It's somebody else. That kid is a problem. It's Oh, yeah, it's the love interest uh, rival. And he goes, uh, I want you to hit him with the ball. Take him out of the game. And he's like, Jesus Christ, Dad, you're evil. And he goes, son, in this world, you know, you are going to be evil, too. He goes, all right, Dad. All right. He's going to so, hit the ball right at the pitcher and take him out. Whoa. California. Look at this umpire. I was in a Roger Corbin movie. It was called Bunchy Strikes Back. Check out my sizzle reel. Well, the thing is that I I uh, I didn't look him up, and Why I bet would you? lots of oh, she killed it. Find the kidnards. Oh, he's down. Uh, all that for nothing. Yeah. Uh, I'll never regret this moment. Act, sigh, <laughs> act, <laughs> and roll them. Use your shoulders. Back. Use your shoulders to express disappointment. Ah. Uh, so, of course, Shelby is like, let's not make a federal case out of this. Like, who cares a kid got hurt? Man, this is, you know, I, the director does okay. Look at this. They got everyone on the same screen. And they got the blue sky. I think he's an okay director. absolutely does okay. This guy is a competent, competent guy. He can't be held responsible for the script or the... He can be held responsible for Roger Corman, though. He sought... This director sought out Roger Corman, who was an idol. He, like, left right. a successful business in 1980 and just ended up on that guy's doorstep. And, you know, he's a 20-year veteran now of these Hollywood 
what exploitation films 150 films he made no kidding a lot of them roger corman like so many of them uh big mama 2 uh, with angie big- dickinson uh, not of this earth with Tracy Lords. Yeah, I remember that movie. I worked in a video store in the eighties. I totally remember that. Post. Right. Uh, the Return of the Swamp Thing with Heather Locklear. That was eighty nine. Wow. That would have been in your video shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's like I think that's on Amazon. What a strange title for a sequel, Return of the Swamp Thing. It's so retro and also so like foreign because you need to say Swamp Thing up front, right? It's right. sequel, to, it's movie sequel two. And then Return of, like, you never really see, like, I guess, uh, what's oh. Return of the Jedi, I guess. Oh, no, Return of is a. It's barely used now. Okay, it's, so it's... Munchy Magic is making him be a great pitcher. And it's really just cheating, cheating, cheating. Yeah, I know. It's also weird. No one's like. It... Um, Hard Bounty with Kelly LeBrock. So he's he does That's a good. stupid film with some sexy, sexy woman. Give me Leslie Ed Downs. I got you, Kelly Brock. Okay, I wrote a script. Let's do it. Body Chemistry 4 with Morgan Fairchild. Ooh, he's got all the ladies. Yeah. That's a lot of body chemistry to make four movies worth. Yeah, body chemistry was stupid. Fucking oh, I title. did your I did your exploding meth lab joke. Oh, you did? How'd yeah, it go? A big laugh. Uh, remind the audience of the joke. Your joke. Oh uh, well, um, it was like like a, a man and a woman maybe have chemistry together, and you said, "Yeah, we have the chemistry of an exploding meth lab." <laughs> oh, that's great. So I, I did this bit about like a girlfriend who's into horoscopes and how it isn't realistic. And I did a thing and, you know, but baby, we have chemistry like at the way end. She's breaking up with me because the horoscope told her, you know, and that was and then I your your punch was the end of the bit because it's funny. It was oh, that's cool. Part. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so, all right, so this kid's going to, like, aim for the Nards or something, or, like, he's conflicted. Should I... Well, he's got munchy magic, so our hero, Chris, will get a uh, home run. Time out! Time out. Hear him the the... Done. This is a T. It says for time out. Yeah. Uh, man, this kid, a regular butt habit. Walk him, walk him. So look, he goes to throw him a ball. Strike one. I'm trying to walk walk. idiot. All this Coke product, Coca-Cola. Munchy always says, say the magic word, which means you're supposed to say a magic word. But then he says the magic word. I feel ripped off by him. Yeah, a lot of, I don't know. I would remake this movie what? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. You know, you remember Superman in 80. I'm sure it's, that was, you know, sort of came from that. Oh, maybe he's like, Corman, do you have any footage of someone circling the Earth? Uh, let me check. Yep. Yep, I do. Yep. It right. is. Yay! I'm the big winner. I've never felt success before. Thank you, Munchie. But he didn't he, earn success. He didn't earn it. He just he got it. given. Yeah. But still, he feels the. It's so like, funny this wish fulfillment movies. 
I'm very disappointed, son. Well, screw you, Dad. Now, because it's a movie, here comes the ball, and it's going to bonk him on the head, and it doesn't kill him. Oh! No, that's that's not Munchie's way. But he does fall back backwards. He's a good pratfaller. He is like a check tripper. He does his part. He really does his part. Yay! I'm a winner, thanks to cheating. Yeah, and and coach the they the coach is wearing the same outfit always, but he also has in his hand the soda. Potter's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna keep. Oh, uh, this is another day, so you shouldn't be holding. Yeah, I think I am gonna hold it. <laughs> hi, I'm Sally, the continuity person. Oh, hi, Sally. Yeah, yes, Sally. The soda. You see, logically, it wouldn't make sense to do. Well, I think I'm going to hold it. Uh, yeah, all right, thanks. Yeah, I'm going to hold it. 15 years now doing this, I think I know that I should hold it. Ooh, ooh, the continuity girl's here. What's the matter? Well, director, Biner uh, won't, won't let go of the soda. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, thanks. Thanks for doing your job. We're going to let this one slide. We'll put an asterisk <laughs> in the credit. Okay, so as you know, Leslie Ann Down lost her job, right? And she, she doesn't tell the boy because she wants to protect him. Now, the boy came home from his baseball game, and she's like, how was your game, Chris? The thing is, <laughs> she doesn't go to her kid's baseball game? Oh, yeah, right. So wait a minute. Did someone give him a ride home, or did he just walk home? I have no idea. I have no idea. Now, <laughs> she's in a the single baseball mom. practice... Oh, wow. In the yes, in the baseball practice, uh, she picked him up in the station wagon. So that would imply it requires a ride home. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, do you remember those phones with the rotary built into the headset? Yes, that's right. It was a transition phone yeah. for the older. Yeah. Uh huh. You still like if you had to call an emergency, you had nine, <laughs> and then you're like one one quick. Yes. You got to make up time for that night. Okay, I'm stealing that. All right. <laughs> Carl, Jesus Christ. Right. One, one. Will right. you do that joke if you're first? That, that would make me – if you go first, can you do that joke? Mike, you have supplied me with so many open mic jokes. I I tell you, I mean, you saw. Remember that one time I did that thing, all the writing credit uh, mics, Beagle, but I, yeah. I could do four of those videos. God, there's a video of the audience going, Mike Spiegelman. <laughs> the weirdest thing I've seen. Now, you know I told a horrible joke in that segment, so I can never see the light of day again. And uh, I can't really edit it out because it's in the middle, you know? But that I'll you're exactly you. right. By the end of the set, people were like, my credit, my writing. Yeah, credit. right. You kept tagging every joke with that joke was written by Mike Spiegelman. Yeah, and at the end of the set, people were like, "Mike, Sp they're they're completing your tag." I don't know, if Carl. Find your voice. Do what you, do what's good for you. Like I if you want to do my voice. No, yeah, right. I said I have a staff of writers, and his name is Mike. Spiegelman. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, look, you saw that video. It worked. I mean, you were blinded by the bad joke, but other than that bad joke, they they liked your jokes. Okay, Look at this. He's going on a prom? Yes. Yeah, it's just the dance. So, as you know, our love interest rival got hurt by Carlisle's son with the baseball. So, therefore, he cannot take our love interest to the dance. So, it's like, his loss is our game! And now, uh, 
Look, he turns mm-hmm. the stage right. Now, it's not the prom, but they're treating it like the prom to impress Jessica. Weird. You know, you are absolutely right. That The rival should have been the son of the uh, adult rival. Doesn't that make perfect sense for the plot? perfect sense. Yeah. And also, Whoa, we, don't, we don't get Carlisle versus the mom anymore. He came on to her. She refused. He fired her. And that little subplot's over. It was just setting up our situation. This I had never seen Munchie as a human before, and I've seen three Munchies movies so far. Well, you're right that the guy talking, who's the chauffeur, has Howard Hess, Howard Ness, Hessman's voice. It is Munchie. Oh, but it's not. It's not Hessman the actor, but it's Hessman the voice. No. What do you mean? Is the chauffeur Hessman? Like, is he? Uh, is he played by? No, he's not. That would have been better, right? Actually, yeah. Not to mention it, that would have been perfect. Listen, Howard Hessman probably was in a studio for two days and maybe showed up for pickup. Right, probably he just, yeah. So now it's like, oh, I'm impressed. Now she's impressed until he goes to the the dance and starts telling everyone about his great baseball story. And he becomes a drag. And so he's going to learn the life lesson that, you know, don't be a snotty asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Well, none of it's earned, right? He didn't win shit. He had Munchie do all the bullshit. That's right. And he acts like, you know... I did it. God, it's so creepy. Okay. What a weird town allows kids. It's just, uh, honey, we're going to go to the dance. Okay, do you need a chaperone? Nah, I've, I've got my driver. But they're at an age in which, I mean, they're not like 16-year-olds who would be kissing and stuff. They're just like 12-year-olds. Ooh, look at that. That's pretty. Yeah. yeah. He, he did the filter. Yeah, he loves a filter. Oh, car phone. Carl, that's called a car phone. Oh, I've heard of that. Police have that. Yeah, oh yeah, rich people have it. <laughs> they, have, they have a car fax, because you need the fax in your uh, car. Mm-hmm. That's right. If there's a business transaction coming, fax it to me then. What's his name? Gecko? Gecko had his brick. Yeah, go to Gecko. Oh, <clears throat> my, my favorite is uh, the player. He mm-hmm. has a car fax, and a message is coming. He's like, I know you killed him. Right? He's like, what? what's the fact? I, I love like facts. In a rough, this is yeah. the same band that was with Munchie in the beginning. So I guess they're local. Wait, well, no, wait a minute. So a school blew up and the, they're just not even talking about like what happened? No, they're at another school, but they're the same band. Why do you... Uh, good girls like bad boys. <laughs> I always think of Valley Girl when they yeah. have Johnny, are you queer, boy? <laughs> at the prom. Now, this band was like, I don't know, the internet was like, and the band this, and the band that. And this, the lead singer of the band had a long career in like doing music in TV and movies and stuff. I don't know. They love them. Okay. They think the movie thinks that they're a big deal. Carl, I, I hate to interrupt, but for punch, would you like green or red? <laughs> I would like the red punch, please. That has the yeah. What's in the green? I wonder what the green tastes like. What it ta- it looks like jello. No, it doesn't. It's too liquidy. Um, yeah. what oh, the it's, green- it's probably that algae that remember that was popular for a while. It was like a pyramid oh, scheme. Yeah. Superfood. Maybe Superfood. it's like mint, like kid creme de mint. <laughs> yeah, that would be better. 
That would be good <laughs> with a little chocolate. Yeah, right, right, right. So he's boring with his boring stories. You're boring me. Well, it's braggy. He's doing lots of bragging. He goes, that's the seventh time you told that story. People like when I tell how I won. Would you like to <laughs> dance? And he's being a real snob. Now, Munchie's going to give him the power to read minds. And uh -huh. everyone he encounters is going to be like, You're a loser. You're a fucking, yeah, dick. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, man, I would not want that ability. I'll walk down the street out here. Loser. There goes that loser. <laughs> but he learns a life lesson from it. I should just be myself. Yeah, that's a pretty good person to be, you know. Munchie with <laughs> None of it's earned. None of it's earned. Mm-mm. I'm surprised like no one has died in this movie. Hey, anything you want. You want to play Death Race 2000? I want you to kill the, my teacher. Whoa, buddy. <laughs> now, you remember what a piece of shit House 4 was? How it was like as a script, they did every like ghost, yeah, yeah, scary yeah. movie shtick that none of them were related. Well, the same guy who wrote that wrote this. Really? What a yeah. small world. Yeah. In Hollywood, I guess. Well, this, uh, this movie makes more sense. I mean, House 4 was all over the place. This movie makes more sense. That's right. It's true. Now, how do you think they'd make Munchie? Is this stop? Is this like California Raisin animation? Or like, is this like puppetry? I, I guess it's got to be puppetry. You see how the head shakes and the hand squeezes? It's puppetry. And yeah, it's but look terrible. at his lips. What about him? I feel like it's animation, like stop motion. The, I think the internet would have told me that this is a puppet. I mean, the internet refers to it as a puppet. Yeah. Well, I kind of did. If you look, it's like claymation would have a. Okay, it's the sense of a puppet in that you see the hand just twists for no fucking reason. It's not gesturing what he says or anything. Right, right. Claymation, right. they would have been able to think it out and storyboard it. Here's just some dick puppet guy going. Oh, I think there's like at least two dick puppet guys. Yes. One's probably squeezing a suction ball so that the hands close. Um, he's The joke here is um, that the Twinkie hasn't expired. Okay, so we first get to see, he goes, hey, the lo lo rival love interest will be back next game. And he goes, I don't know. We did it. So, uh, yeah, let's do it. We'll figure out how much playback you want so you can hear yourself. And we'll make sure that there's no, like, weird, um, you know, reverberation, any feedback. And, uh, yeah. So, hi. Yeah, so get yourself in there and we'll see. So, Chad, what I would do is take those extra microphones and face them in his general direction so we can sort of get an ambient sound maybe. And because um, you're directly plugged in with You've done this before. You've got. I'm just. How is how how, Bobby? How are you plugged into what we're doing? I don't think you're plugged into our. But and you have your own amp. Okay, so then, so then the thing to do, Chad, the thing to do is to get one that little baby one, baby one on a little baby stand. Get that as close to Bobby's output as possible, whatever that is. Bobby, you're doing this on the piano or on your guitar? Uh, I guess the piano. Put it on the guitar. All right. <laughs>
Is hey, no, I second that. Hey, is uh, should I do vanity or? Where? Yeah, that's why I'm gonna do it on piano. Or all I need. Where is the speaker? Where? Right it's that, and it comes out even. Oh, okay, with the stickers on it. All right. Chicka chicka one. Oh yeah, hello darling. It's nice to see you. It's been a long time and just lovely as used to be. How's your new look? And are you happy? It is three three forty eight, so you still have twelve minutes. Is someone gonna be in front of you to hold the camera and stuff? Or are you gonna do it from your right? Well why don't we what what I'm asking is just to make sure that we do it perfect, perfect, is that it's three forty eight nine right now so if we can get everybody in to do exactly what they would do at four o'clock then we can do a perfect okay. dress rehearsal right. so yeah. if we can do a dress if we can get the people from inside from outside hey, inside that are going to help so that we can do a dress rehearsal for you so it can be perfect at four o'clock whoever's going to hold the phone if they stand there whoever's going to hold the dogs if they can stand there whoever's going to do whatever we get it so that it's perfect at four o'clock because I also want to hear you singing and playing at the same time so that we can get that sound balanced because right now, like, we're not. I smell like corn chips. And if you want some lights front if you want some front lights on you, there's over in that corner, there's a light switch that could be turned on. Um, and there's one I can get you some front light too. Chick chick one, 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 one. Dress rehearsal. Yeah, we're gonna try one. I think that would be all right. No, you're good. 
Uh, well, uh, I don't. If there's a tripod, there's one in the corner, but I don't. Um, it by the piano, but I don't. I don't know if we still have one or not. All of the microphones can be used. The only one that he's using is the one that is in front of his gear right there. The other ones I just have for ambient noise to sort of get more of the sound of the room. But I don't know if that's, that's what I would do for the radio, not for the, I don't understand video, so. Um, so who's going to be holding the phone to do the video? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Let's do pretend. So let's pretend that it's going to happen in three. It's, I assume none of them worked. Well, most of the sound is coming through his his stuff. I just I just want him to sing because I don't know how they sound together with the thing, and yeah. I don't know yet. So I want to just do a dry one. Yeah, that's why I'm working early. You gotta explain this to me. Okay, yeah. I think he needs it though to do this so he can hear himself. Okay. It, but okay. then after that, you can. We'll see. We'll see when he plays. Well, that's why we're doing the dress rehearsal right now, yeah. is so we can see it, how it works. Check, check one. Yep. Well, I 
never compliment a narcissist. Prettiest people are the ugliest. So vain if you think about God's The piano's competing with your vocals, so if you can make either the piano lower or your vocals higher, that's gonna help some things. And we are five minutes out. Right where I need to be, on my toes. The guitar is picking up really well. Four minutes until four o'clock. We're standing by four minutes. Uh, Dreamweaver1107 at Gmail and uh, uh, 100 likes. Gotcha, gotcha. It's called the voice we want to hear your voice most prominently. Yep, 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 yep. nice to see you. It's been a long time and you're just lovely as you used to be. You got it? 
Chicken one, hello, darling. Hello, darling. One, two, three, 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 four. One, hello, darling. One, two, three, three, three. 